You hate health insurance. And let's be frank, it's a miracle you've even downloaded this podcast. But you'll be so glad you did. How in the Health Insurance is designed to make coverage and care open and transparent to take the fear out of keeping you and your family safe. We might even save you some money along the way. This podcast is hosted by Matt Allen of Iconic Insurance, and you can learn more at iconic-insurance.com. I am Matt Allen, the founder of Iconic Insurance and your host. I am flanked by Brittany Green, my better half, senior loan officer with Tucker Mortgage, and my director of business operations, Brett Luce. Hey. And today, um, we picked a topic. Uh, We were going no guests today because we really wanted to get some information out. Um, We're coming up on the open enrollment period for the Affordable Care Act, and so we wanted to get some brief details out there. Uh, The Affordable Care Act got passed in 2010, and it got sort of put into force in 2014, and there are still so many questions that people have. There are so many people who I meet with or who post questions on the internet or who I just overhear in conversations who still don't fully understand what it is. How, how does it work? Um, and so I like to uh, first educate people. And I thought this would be a nice little succinct way for somebody who has questions about the Affordable Care Act to just listen and learn. And then if they have questions, they can reach out to us. Um, you know, what's funny. What's funny. So I'm on this podcast, right? And you I guys do know that. are talking about the ACA. And only just now did I realize that that is the Affordable Care Act, right? That's what ACA means. That is. And, it. and that's Yay. that's honestly one of the things. So if we're being technical, the everything in health insurance is super acronym heavy. So it's actually the PPACA. It's the Patient Protection okay. Affordable Care Act. We just call it the ACA, but that's that's also one of the things that people get confused about. They they wonder, okay, well, what's the difference between that and the marketplace and Obamacare and what's healthcare.gov? They're all the same thing. It was a federally created marketplace for a place where people who were uninsured could go and get insurance. And so, yes, the ACA is the Affordable Care Act. It's all the same thing. Um, And the reason that it came about and the reason that the legislation was even passed was so that no one could be denied coverage, that everyone had the opportunity to go and get health insurance coverage. And so that is what the ACA is. Does that make sense? Sounds good. (laughs) That's why I'm so thankful for this podcast. <laughs> but so so one of the things that are coming up recently is is the open enrollment period, the OEP. And so there's a designated time throughout each year um, where you can sign up for one of these plans. You can use a broker. You can, you can trudge through it yourself. Um, I always recommend using a broker. Um, but you can go to healthcare.gov. You can apply for it. And the best part about it um, is that there's no underwriting questions. There's no, you don't have to medically qualify. Anybody can get it. Everyone can get it. Um, but they do have this tight window between November 1st and December 15th every year of where you have to pick your plan to have it start January 1st of the following year. Um, what's nice about the 2021 open enrollment period is they actually extended it from November 1st all the way to January 15th. So they extended it by an extra 30 days, and which that's is nice. Just this time? That is just this time. Um, I think it also happened once in 2016 to get enrollment numbers up, but it's a it's a new thing. So what happens if you're a procrastinator like me and you remember on January 15th and start looking on January 16th? 
Um, well, uh, there is another way that you can qualify and you can sign up for one. It's called a special enrollment period, but you would have to have some sort of life change. You know, you had a baby, you got married, you moved, um, you had a significant gain in income, a significant loss in income, uh, significant death in the family. There's, there's a list that we can, we can post a link to, um, of a qualifying life event. So unfortunately, procrastination is not a qualifying life event. Um, in that situation, um, you would want to reach out to a broker like myself, Iconic Insurance, and we can show you what some other alternatives are. But um, as far as with the ACA, it's open enrollment period, or it's a special enrollment period, or it's, sorry about you. So from my takeaway from that is, if you need health insurance outside the window, get married. Doesn't matter to who. Find somebody, get married. You heard it here on our podcast for first. Matt Allen says, get health insurance, get married. Well, <laughs> or, or divorced. Or divorced. Mm. Well, I'm just thinking of the other alternative. She's going cynical right off the bat. This wow. is going to be interesting 20 minutes or so. It's pretty intense. I mean, both of those things would work, I guess, technically. Or you can just. Well, no, we won't even get into that. Just contact Matt <laughs> Allen with Iconic Insurance during the open enrollment period or before that and get ahead of the game. Bingo. Thank you. No marriage counseling here. Um, okay. So uh, the other things to know about, you know, we, we sort of discussed what it is. We did discuss why it's around. Um, and I'll go into a little more detail about that. There There are lots of health insurance programs out there and there were prior to the Affordable Care Act health insurance programs, but you had to medically qualify. You had to go through underwriting and a company could decline you if they wanted to, or they could raise your rates um, and discriminate against you health-wise. And so this was a barrier for a lot of people to get health insurance. Maybe they had a chronic enough pre-existing condition where no company would touch them, or maybe they, they were perfectly healthy. They just couldn't afford standard health insurance. And so the ACA came out saying, hey, you can't ask health questions anymore. And keep in mind, that's only for plans that you find through the ACA. Um, but they also offer something called a tax credit. And so we'll talk briefly about that um, because I, I'm not a tax professional. This is just my opinion. Please reach out if you want a personalized recommendation. Um, but for people um, who had a low enough adjusted gross income, ask your accountant what that means or Google it, um, they could qualify for help from the IRS in the form of a tax credit to help alleviate some of those high premiums. So the ACA was really catered to the underserved portions of the population, the people who are sick or the people who had a low enough income to qualify who normally couldn't afford health insurance. So that's where the Affordable Care Act came in, and the patient protection is sort of about the, you know, the health conditions. So that's the PPACA. Does that, follow, does that track? I get it. I get it. You do? Okay. Right. Patient so protected? Protection. Protection. Mm -hmm. Affordable Care Act. And what was that, Brett? No, I was just going to say, let's see if I'm following in a real simple way. If I'm if I have if I bring in an, if I bring in low enough income on the year and I can't afford health insurance, this is going to give me a tax credit to help me afford it to make sure I'm covered. Right, and they will advance that tax credit instead of giving it to you at the end of the year 
when you typically get your tax credits is after you file your taxes. That's usually, you know, a lot of people are waiting on a big tax return um, or a refund that they call it uh, because most tax credits you get at the end of the year. The specific tax credit for the Affordable Care Act, you're allowed to advance it. And this is kind of where we've heard of some horror stories before. And I still want to get a personable accountant on here to talk about this, but there are people who, you know, underreported their income to no fault of their own. Maybe they just didn't understand it. They didn't use a broker or they ended up having a windfall that year and they didn't realize how much money they were going to make. And they ended up having to pay back the tax credit that was advanced to them. And, uh, the new uh, American Rescue Plan Act sort of alleviated that, and that's something we'll get into in more detail in a future episode. But yes, essentially, the lower your income, the more assistance you would get to help pay for one of those plans on the marketplace. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So we've sort of talked about who it's for. We've sort of mentioned what it's for. We mentioned why it's available. We mentioned when you can get it. I think I mentioned where you can get it healthcare.gov. What do I need to know before I go to healthcare.gov to be prepared to file a, file an application? So you need to know your name, your address. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you, you need well, you to have do. a, well, <laughs> right. You do <laughs> need to know Hopefully that that's not an issue, <laughs> but you, you know, it's, it's really important, you know, because they want you to project your income if you're going to qualify for a tax credit or not. And, and let me get this uh, misconception out of the way really quick. Let's say you make a million dollars a year and you're just one person. Just because you don't get one of those tax credits doesn't mean you can't get that health insurance. You don't have to qualify for a tax credit to get, you know, quote unquote, Obamacare. That's what a lot of people um, I've met with have said. They said, oh, I don't qualify for that. I can't get that. Well, you, you can. You just don't qualify for the tax credit. Does that make sense? Right. You don't get that added benefit for a lack of income. Right. Exactly. So, um, but what do you need to have uh, put together is what you asked, right, Brett? Mm-hmm. So you're going to want to have a projected adjusted gross income for the year that you need it, not for the previous year, not for whatever. They want you to try to project it out, which is difficult for some small business owners, some self-employed people, but that's what they're going to want you to do. Um, obviously, collect everybody's social security numbers. And if you have pre-existing conditions, if you have specialists you need to see, if you have a local hospital, if you have an emergency room, if you take certain prescriptions, you're going to want to have a list of that written down because when you come to Iconic Insurance and we help walk you through the ACA, if it's the right option for you, we have a tool that allows us to put in the prescriptions, to put in the facilities, to put in the medical providers to make sure that that plan is accepted by those people and that, you know, you don't want to sign up for a plan on January 15th in Brett's case to start February 1st <laughs> and Brett's, you know, I don't know, pick a medication isn't covered. That made it sound like Brett takes a lot of medications. So many. That's not really what I meant. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, you don't want to be stuck because then at that point you would have to wait for another open enrollment period to change your plan or you would have to you know, get divorced and qualify for a special enrollment period or something like that in order to make sure that it's covered. So meet with someone, meet with a professional, email me or call me and we can sit down and we can go through and make sure what you need to have covered is covered because, you know, there's, there's a lot of places out there that, you know, prescriptions aren't covered or, you know, it's out of network and you you don't want to be caught in that situation. 
So, so here's another kind of related question, Matt. If I can only sign up during these windows, what happens if during that year something about my life situation changes and that's no longer a great coverage for me? Can I only abandon that coverage during those windows? Um, yeah, unless you have one of those special enrollment periods. You know, it depends on what that life circumstances is that changes. Um, a typical one is having a kid, and that that definitely qualifies you for a special enrollment period. But, um. Yeah, that's that's a situation where you'd want to reach out to somebody, reach out to a health insurance professional and just sit down and go through the options outside of the ACA at that point, because there are a lot of options outside of it. I have a question. What's your question, Brittany? My question is, so is the Affordable Care Act something that is beneficial to those who can't get benefits through their employer, or is this something that they could have in addition to what they have with their employer? It's actually a pretty good question. You should not um, sign up for the ACA if you have benefits through your employer. It will get into a situation where you have a primary and a secondary health insurance, and that's not really what it's designed for. But the first group of people you did mention, those people who don't get benefits from their job or they are self-employed, this is a great place to start. Um, I would say it's a really good fit for a lot of people. Um, for a small percentage of those people, maybe the high income earners and people who don't need pre-existing conditions covered, it may not be the best option, but it's always where we start. That's every time I meet with somebody, this is where we start um, when we're really looking at a, at a health insurance switch. Side note, for those that are considered self-employed, Brittany Green here as Senior Loan Officer with Tucker Mortgage, I just can't <laughs> help but suggest perhaps doing a profit and loss statement to keep yourself informed of where you're projected to be. So by keeping track of your expenses and the profits that you are gaining, that might help you with your projection for how much you might make. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I meet with a lot of people and it, it fluctuates so much year to year um, that a lot of people aren't comfortable projecting it either. And so they're like, yeah, I don't really want to mess with the government giving me money and then maybe taking it back and all that kind of stuff. Sure. So here's a follow-up to your question, Brittany. Say I'm a small business owner and I'm covered by the ACA. I've hit quarter two and I'm starting to see that I'm going to exceed my estimate. What do I do to make sure that? It- so in that situation, you the uh, healthcare.gov always recommends that you go and you let them know as soon as you know. Um, it may be a situation where your premium then increases which is just another way of saying your tax credit decreases um, to reflect your higher income. Um, and in that situation, it's you kind of just got to bite the bullet and you either have to start paying more or um, if it's significant enough to alter your tax credit, that will trigger one of those special enrollment periods and then you can shop around for it. Maybe you're on a gold plan and now it's become too expensive. You might want to kick it down to a silver or bronze. Um, you do have that option. And every option, again, outside of the ACA would then maybe be more appealing. Not and in sure. Brett's situation, if that does occur for you, yay, that's great that you're making yeah, more. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know. And that's, that's so awesome. True. That's one of the, that's a great point. I mean, it, you know, a lot of people are cautious about that and, you know, you should, you should be out there, you should be out there earning. Yeah. Do what yeah. you got to do. Yeah. Um, there were two other quick things I'm looking at my notes that I wanted to make sure I talk about because these are things that come up often when people think of the ACA, a lot of people ask about, uh, a tax penalty. And so 
back when it was enacted in order to try to give a boon to enrollment, get people to sign up into it. Um, the self-employed people or people who didn't get benefits from a job were sort of not really threatened, but it was kind of like, Hey, you need to get on this. Um, and there was a tax penalty if you didn't have qualified coverage, um, at the end of the year. And so it would be, I think it started out as $395 or 1% of your adjusted gross income. They just kept ratcheting it up. Um, but as of January 1st, 2019, there's no longer a tax credit so or a tax penalty if you don't have qualified coverage. So you don't have to worry about that anymore. That's been gone. Um, and then the, I mentioned qualified health plan, what that means and and what was actually in the legislation of the Affordable Care Act was the government basically went through and, and, and redefined what a health insurance plan is. Um, they kind of did away with the term major medical. They substituted it in for a term called a qualified health plan, a QHP. And if you were, if you were a health insurance company and you wanted to offer a plan that was on healthcare.gov, your plan had to cover these 10 essential benefits in order to be on there. So some insurance companies said, sure, this is great. We're going to have an avenue to get a bunch of new people enrolled who didn't have coverage before. And then some insurance companies were like, but we don't want to cover that stuff. I don't, you know, we don't want to have that pre-baked in a plan. And so it works really well for some people and it doesn't work well for other people. Um, And so it's just about what your particular situation is based on your income, based on your health based on what you want to have covered, based on prescriptions, based on provider. It really does take meeting with someone to make sure that you make the right decision. Um, and what's what's great about that is if you meet with somebody and you make the right decision the first time, every decision from there on out gets so much easier. I always say hard decisions, easy life. Mm, if you make, that's good. If you make easy decisions, it's going to be a hard life. Wisdom. Oh. Should yeah. put that in a fortune cookie. Uh, it probably already did is. I, did I tell you where I got that saying? <laughs> um, so, so really, that's that's kind of the brief overview of the ACA that I wanted to get out there. Um, just with open enrollment coming up, um, and for anyone who qualifies for special enrollment, it's obviously always um, valid to listen to something like this. So, I just really wanted to get that out there and. Do you know a little bit more about it, Brittany? I sure do. Oh, good. PPACA, Patient Protection Affordable Care Act. Nailed it. Yay. Obamacare. Obamacare. (laughs) Uh, Brett, what do you think? I think it's great. Um, I think it's really good to know that there are options out there. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the hardest things about shopping health insurance that I've had personally in the past. As someone who's been a small business owner, as someone who's gone through some of those life events like... Uh, pregnancy, things like that. Not me personally, but my wife. <laughs> He's on some weird medication. <laughs> really odd. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's really difficult to go do that research on your own and know about windows for enrollment, to know about options that are out there, to know about the different qualifiers that can be covered and all of that. So having someone in your corner who can guide you through that and really get you on the right thing the first time and keep you from signing up for something online where people are just hounding you over the phone day and night trying to get your businesses. That's good to know. Yeah. And so, uh, as always, we can close out, uh, reach out to iconic-insurance.com. Uh, call me, text me, swing by Serendipity Labs in Carmel, Indiana, and come see me. 
What's your email address? Matt, M-A-T-T, at iconic-insurance.com. Iconic dash or hyphen, just so there's no confusion. Insurance.com.